0: We've had the walleye opener. We've had the bass opener. Now, we have the muskie opener. Country. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Well, checking in with Kevin Cochran. We got musky season starting soon, so that means it's time to talk to Kevin. Uh, he is the king of the muskellunge in Paul Bunyan Country, in my opinion. Kevin, thanks for making it back to the show. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Well, like so many of the uh, guides and anglers i talked to, uh, they kind of are in the same boat you are. They are A, educators part of much of the year, and then they do some guiding in the summer. And this year, boy, it's been throwing a wrench in both of their si- sides of their equation. I'm sure you've had uh, quite a few adjustments you had to make as well.
1: You know, uh, fortunately, muskie season doesn't start until June 6th. So that being said, um, when the governor finally gave us, um, the go-ahead-to-guide on the 18th, which was my birthday, by the way.
0: Good good birthday <laughs> uh, present.
1: I, absolutely it was. Um, so, you know, I still had time to promote and to try to fill voids in my June calendar. Um, it, definitely the, the pandemic made things a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, this year we're not going to have the tourists up here like we usually do there's a lot of stipulations for resorts uh so it, it's a, a little bit a little bit harder to book trips however right now the way that that i'm sitting right now we're 100% fine this summer so Good. thank god thank yeah god.
0: but the the teaching aspect's been a little bit different
1: oh the teaching aspect's all a, a totally different ball game but yeah it's it's challenging um what I do three days a week, I deliver food to kids that, um, you know, number one, they don't have transportation to go and get the food from the schools, and number two, uh, there may be issues with the, the drop-off site, the drop off sites, which are the bus stops. Um, typically, those are done very early in the morning, sometimes as early as 6.30, 6.40 a.m., and um, um, so... Uh, there, there are some things put in place where we can accommodate those, those, uh, those families that have difficulty getting, getting school lunches breakfast lunch. So, you know, our, our district graciously allowed me to go and kind of fill that void for the JW Smith students. So nice. Yeah. But, but the whole long distance learning, the, you know, the, the distance learning thing is it's been, it's been a challenge. Um, you know, we do have families that don't have internet access, that don't have devices. So that being said, it's it's pretty tough.
0: Okay, well, yeah. Yeah. we are we are back to uh, for you. It'll feel a little bit back to normal now that we get on the water. You can guide your uh, clients and you can catch some muskies. Um, yeah. So how much how much time do you spend on the water prior to just scouting things out?
1: Uh, you know, what I'll do is I'll spend maybe a couple days on the water. I might go to one or two different lakes and just check out kind of the the, the staging and where the fish are at, the, you know, if they're spawning, if they're post-spawn, immediate post-spawn, or, you know, we have many fish out over open water right now too. So, you know, I, I look for, for certain characteristics um, and, and their location, and, and then I'll just go from there and, and develop a game plan and, and do that. So, okay. but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, early season, it can be because we do have fish spread so far apart. So,
0: right, and, and we often talk about this, Kevin, uh, when we when we talk about muskies. It's not like um, walleyes or perch. Or, um, you know, panfish where you're looking for a school. I mean, you're looking for an right. individual right. fish, uh, like when you're yeah, deer hunting.
1: Yeah. Right. So, you know, I use my side imaging and my – I have a Garmin LiveScope set up in my boat this year. So I use those two in conjunction with each other, and, and I all I'm looking for is location. That's all I care about. If I know where they're at, then we can catch them.
0: Okay. So. What uh... – I know you spend a lot of time on Cass Lake the last several years. Has has that uh, continued to be a, a real fine fishery for you?
1: Um it's good. Um the, the Cast Lake fishery itself has been good. However, there's there's definitely challenges that, that um the invasive species kind of play into that that have created for us uh as far as aquatic uh devastation of aquatic growth. Um, and and just an overall abundance of forage now, due to the rusty crayfish there's you know there's an immeasurable amount of rusty crayfish in that lake, as you know um it's, I love it, I love cast lake uh it does have its challenges, but it 's a consistent lake, and um, you have to abandon traditional musky fishing tactics and go with some unorthodox stuff and um, it's it's for us it 's really paid off the last few years.
0: What has the biggest change been as far as the musky behavior on Cass?
1: Um, you know, speaking in general terms, I would say they're a lot deeper right now. Um, so you have fish that were once, um, you know, using the aquatic vegetation as anchoring points. Where now you have those fish that are they're more transient. They're um, you know, it, it almost seems like they're. <laughs> They're in a river system, a featureless river system. There is a lot of current that goes through there. Um, so they're, they're very transient. They're moving a lot. And, you know, our, our tactics kind of represent their characteristics.
0: Today it's all about the muskie. Muskie opener is this weekend. Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service, my guest. We'll have a lot more next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle with Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Musky Guide Service. We're getting ready for the musky opener discussing how the musky bite has changed on Cass Lake due to the changes brought on by zebra mussels. That's a challenge, uh, I think, for anybody fishing any species in a lake they fished a lot when something like this changes. Um, you, you can't think like you used to think and the guys that'll be the right. most successful are the ones who can turn on a dime.
1: Yeah, you know, like for us, I have spots where I've caught a number of 50-inch fish. However, I don't even fish those spots anymore because they lack the they they lack the things that made that that spot special. So, yeah, you just have to adapt and overcome and and really you just and it, and it is hard to abandon um proven tactics from previous years, but sometimes that's the best method okay
0: what other lakes in this area are you a big fan of
1: uh i like playing tangent big bemidji little wolf i do fish a little bit on elk um so yeah those are my main ones mm-hmm.
0: tell me a little bit about elk i know it's in the in the uh, uh, itasca skate park uh, but what makes that a fun fishery? because i've heard a few people mention that
1: um, you know, I, I just think that the wilderness aspect to it, there's no shoreline development. Um, and in my opinion, there's not a lot of big fish, but there are some nice fish, uh, mid to upper 40 inch fish. And, you know, it's, it, I think the clarity too is, is pretty cool that it's extremely clear water and the depth It does support, um, um, a tulip bee population as well. So it, it, it's just a really little different lake. And, um, and you you get that wilder wilderness feel to it when you're out there. So it's it's pretty cool. I like it.
0: Okay. Um so we're we're getting ready for the Muskie opener. It yeah. it seems a little late compared to most years, but I guess it's just the way uh, that Saturday falls in this particular season.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's always the first Saturday of the of June, so the 6th is pretty late. Um but um yeah. <laughs> so i wait i i of course wanted on june 1st every year so i can get out as much as i as i possibly can but you know doesn't work like that
0: well you and the other muskie guys you know you you all have the same passion i'm sure you're just dying to get out there and and uh and throw some things
1: you know i think we are and i think you know the the, the pandemic in the background had a lot of us like just just ready to get out and experience the water and um, you know, and, and if you look at fishing license sales um, in comparison to last year, where we are, I think I, I read uh maybe a month ago or um, right around opener that we were up um, what um, what was it
0: forty percent uh, I think
1: forty percent in that 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 was a uh, hundred forty four thousand additional fishing licenses
0: yeah
1: so it's pretty insane.
0: I think that's, I think that's great news for the sport of fishing in general. And, and I'm assuming that, you know, as, as people get into fishing, I think this is how it works. And maybe I'm wrong. I, I know you're a guy who dove into muskies very early in life, but a lot of people, you know, they, they start fishing and, and they, they, they do the, the easy stuff, if you will, for a while. And then they start looking for something yeah. more. And those seem to be the guys that either, you know, maybe go and find a passion for bass or sturgeon sure. or muskies.
1: Absolutely. I, I think that it, it can translate to every genre of uh, species, but, um, you know, muskies, maybe the allure, the difficulty, the, um, I know I, luck obviously has something to do with it too. Um, but when you're really on your game and you know how to put all the pieces to the puzzle together, I think that's kind of, that is where you will shine in comparison to others because, there's so many times where you only do get one or two shots and you really need to capitalize on that. And um, there's a lot of important things that if you don't put those together, you aren't going to capitalize on those, those uh, opportunities.
0: Okay. So. so when we, when we go out early season musky fishing, what, what what's kind of the first types of uh, presentations you're going to try?
1: Okay. Let's talk about early season. Huh. Uh, so June is one of my favorite months. There's uh, last year we caught our most muskies in the month of June in comparison to every other month. So some things that I'm looking for, I'm either looking for a lake that is well off the spawn, where the the fish has spawned a long time ago, or I'm looking for um, one where the that the lake is uh, has immediate post-spawn or spawning fish. So those are the, the, the two that I'm looking for. So, uh, smaller lakes that warm up really fast, uh, such as little wolf elk, um, and then the smaller lakes that are connected to the Lake chain. Um, you know, I would want to target those. I, w- I would want to fish those fairly shallow, um, immediately after, uh, after when it opens, um, You know, whether that would be small bait casting, small bait trolling. Um, And then if we're looking at the bigger lakes, um, where the possibility of the fish, if they're still spawning, then, um, you know, I'm throwing really small, slow-moving baits, such as uh, four-and-a-half to six-inch phantoms. Uh, maybe some little twitch bait, crank baits. Um, maybe some really small bucktails and small jerk baits too. So, um, you know, I, I think you can kind of put put most licks in, in that area or in our area into those two categories.
0: This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. Kevin Cochran, my guest from Kevin Cochran's Musky Guide Service, and yes, this is Muskie Opening Weekend. One of the things I've found to be very interesting in the last probably decade, I think that's about as long as we've been chatting, is about a decade or so.
1: Um, Yeah, I think so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, is is, it used to be, I'd hear, you know, uh, nothing nothing goes until after the 4th of July, after the 4th of July, after the 4th of July, that's when you finally start to hear some muskies. That's not true anymore. Are you guys just smarter now, or do you have better gear, or what's going on?
1: Uh you know I think I think overall it's just a combination of things such as better gear, better uh, better sight imaging, down imaging capabilities, uh, live scope capabilities, um, and just a, just a you have information now at your fingertips with with uh, a computer too, so you can talk to other anglers and get ideas and tactics from them. so you know i I think just just that in itself it's it's really helpful so
0: musky fishing is really about the hunt it's about uh uh, uh, you know getting that trophy preserving that trophy and getting it back in the water what is some of the things you really think anglers have to be very careful of to to keep those fish alive after they reel them in
1: you know i i think the biggest thing is just don't have them out of the water too long and you don't need to take 30 pictures of a fish you know, right now with a, a digital camera, you can take five pictures in a, a second or two. So um, just n- minimal handling and also cutting hooks if you think you need to cut hooks. Even mm-hmm. if you're on the fence, you know what, it's just safer to, to uh, cut the hook. So.
0: Okay. You know, um, um, I feel like within the probably within the last several years, we have caught the state record not me not not the meek part of the collection sure, sure. Yeah. muskie anglers have probably caught the state record more than once but because of that catch and release e- ethic we don't know i'm so glad that they've gone with the uh, catch and release record so that uh, you know people can get some recognition if they catch a big one we can still put it back in the water
1: yeah exactly that that just it promotes it promotes a healthier fishery overall and it promotes trophy trophy fishing as a whole, um, so for all species, so that's that's a pretty cool thing that our DNR did, and our our DNR, Minnesota's DNR, in every really every aspect from stocking to size limit regulations, um, they're on the cutting edge of of uh, of a lot of it, and rightfully so. We have you know over ten thousand lakes, so um, they got their stuff together, without a doubt.
0: You know, I think uh, the other thing we have here in Minnesota, we have an extremely uh, passionate and educated class of anglers um, and that goes across the board in all species and I think uh, DNR does a very good job of listening to them and getting them involved in the processes as well. I, I really commend the way we do things in Minnesota in general.
1: Yeah without a doubt social input um, you know social input is very important as well in conjunction with the uh, the science so yeah.
0: We don't always get exactly what we want, but uh, at least they listen, and, and sometimes we get a good com- a good combination of ideas.
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Anything else you think we need to know as we get ready for the first weekend of musky fishing?
1: You know, I I think just go out there and and hit it hard. And you know, one thing that you have to be like that, like the fish are right now. They're they're very they're very much scattered. So I think that. If you're sticking to one tactic, um, feel free. If you're not seeing things, if you're not seeing fish and my remarking any fish, feel free to abandon that and and check a, a different depth range or, or check a different. You just have to be. You have to adapt your your tactics to um, to where the fish are at and what they want. So it's a it's a it can be a process of elimination, but it. I think that. You just have to be able to change what you're doing. So,
0: Okay. Um, we've already lost several big walleye tournaments in the area. I know there's not as many muskie tournaments, but there's a few. Have you heard of it, uh, anything as re- in regards to those?
1: You know, I talked to our president last night, um, president of Muskie Inc., and Chris Durian. He said that it's he, he's meeting with the DNR on Monday, so... They want to know what social distancing would be like at our banquet. I don't, I don't think the tournament itself would be a big deal, but our banquet following the, um, the tournament. So they want, they want to see what that would look like. Um, as far as I know, I think it's a go and that's the third, third week roughly, third week of June. So the third Saturday, maybe I, I think it's a go. However, um, we'll know more on Monday.
0: Well, I think just the way you do that tournament, and even the the big one in September, the way that tournament operates as opposed to a walleye tournament with a giant weigh-in and a big crowd, lends itself to being sure. able to get pulled off.
1: It does, yeah, and that's, and that's one thing we've got going for us.
0: All right. Kevin, if uh, somebody in the, our neck of the woods is listening and says, you know, I want to try musky fishing, but I need some help, uh, you got any spots available anytime time this summer to take somebody out yet?
1: absolutely I have uh, spots in all, all the summer months so um, give me a call at five zero seven four five six nine zero two three and you have a website that after 15 years it was looking pretty shabby so I, I handed the reins off to um, to go ask Rob Rob Yich and he's working on it right now it's a we have a temporary page at kevin com that is up um, I have a Facebook page page kevin cochran's muskie guide service um, that has more specific details current pictures and information there so
0: he's got a voice for radio he's uh, the king of the muskalunge. kevin cochran joining me today if you ever want to do an airship, let me know you got the voice man i'm telling you uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you kev uh, thank you
0: good luck out there thanks for taking the time today
1: yep take care buddy
0: well the weekend is here and it's time to go fishing whether it's muskies or or walleyes, or panfish, or bass. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. And as always, stay safe. We'll check with you next week.